Oh, 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 staying alive, I'm staying alive. Oh, what's up everyone, it's Coach Mike here. Welcome to episode 8 of Sub 10. I'm excited for today, sorry, there's a bit of cool music going on in the gym in the background. Get in tune with it, hopefully it doesn't put me off as I'm going through today's episode, but we will continue. So firstly, before we get into the episode... I did want to ask a little favor for those that have been following along and watching and enjoying these episodes. It's come to my attention from my podcast manager, which is aka myself, who does some research. That's, it'd be really great if you are following along to please subscribe and to please give me a rating as it helps with the algorithm and the growth of the podcast on either Spotify or iTunes, wherever it is you're listening. That would be greatly appreciated. Secondly, I'm ready to start interviewing a few guests. Uh, I did put a post up on my Instagram recently about getting some guests. I got some good recommendations. But if you're listening there and you know someone in Melbourne that I can go and visit or will come and visit me because I like to do only face-to-face to start with. I don't want to do Zooms. I want to be face-to-face. I want to create a really cool sort of video content behind it as well. So if you can get, if you've got any great Uh, ideas around people I can interview who uh, live the high performance life are a high achiever someone with a cool story that would be great to get on the podcast then let me know otherwise you'll get all my cool guests that I'm going to have over the next little bit coming up so that's starting very soon we'll we'll get on to that probably you'll see someone from MFP on there as well but in today's episode let's get into it because we're going to run out of time if we don't power training are we using it correctly? Now, I want to talk about this because as athletic performance coaches, the end goal of most training programs is that we actually improve someone's speed, power, strength, the physical adaptations that we hope will transfer to their improving their sports performance. doesn't mean that they're going to just instantly be a better athlete on the sport. That, uh, sorry, it doesn't mean they're instantly going to be better at their sport because that takes practice of the sport but hopefully we can enhance their physical attributes that will transfer to them being able to execute skills at a higher level so we that's sort of like what our end goal of of all of what we do obviously the first phase is all about having them actually training more so we want them injury resistant we want robustness in our athletes we want them uh, getting strength first and foremost because it's the underpinning principle of everything that we do and once we have a baseline strength Then we start adding the layers of improving the specific qualities around what it may be relating to that sport and athlete, speed and power. They're the two big ones, right? Because those those two right there can make or break and change a game. Speed and power can change a game. So when you think about explosive speed, someone who breaks the line, breaks through um, some form of like component where there's a lot of athletes or people in in the sport and and does something amazing and it generates a lot of hype and energy for the team and they all feed off it and lift up when it comes to power could be collision-based sport could be an effort could be um, someone who who freakishly does something like you know kicks an amazing goal from halfway in soccer that's untouchable by the goalkeeper because it's so explosive there's plenty of amazing feats out there that you've seen in sporting context to do with speed and power which change the game or change um, the match for the athletes so as our role as athletic performance coaches we want to enhance these abilities of our athletes and actually have improvement that transfers to the sport now why am i talking about this so 
obviously with social media and training trends and, and things over time, there you, you tend to see the, the trends or, or the flow and on effect of um, the way someone does something that looks really good that everyone sort of gravitates towards and then it echoes in and out throughout the, the community environment as coaches. We are often bound by time constraints to do with our training that we will have athletes most likely two to three sessions per week. And our goal is to make them as robust and resilient as possible. So we like to give them the, enough exposure to all things that we hope will help them um, have a, a lot more confidence in their body to execute the sport or train the sport that they're playing. So often that means that we don't truly train some aspects of athletic performance. Namely, we don't truly train speed and power as effectively as it could be if we did standalone training sessions. And now I want to sort of bridge that gap here because if we think about speed and power-based training, power, which is force times velocity, how much force you create and how fast you create it, is a cornerstone of, of obviously track and field-based sports where you've got javelin, shot put, long jump, high jump, 100 meter, 200 meter sprinting. Obviously, someone's power and speed is critical to the performance of those sports. That's what we're trying to achieve with a lot of the stuff we do as AP coaches. In the gym, we have the force velocity curve, which gives us a nice overview of the different ways in which we can improve someone's power by either utilizing heavy loads or light loads moving really, really fast. We then correlate that to different zones for different exercises. And as we've seen over the last few years, VBT-based training is really, really popular. And the zones or the areas for each exercise and how we actually monitor and train and track it is evolving. So it's not all the same. Not every exercise is created equal and not every stimulus that we have transfers the way that we think it does. So we have to be mindful of the exercises, how we're doing it and so forth in our programming. Typically, as AP coaches, what we've seen from the last five to 10 years is that most sessions start with some form of velocity, explosive-based movements that are either mechanical, so enhancing someone's skill to execute. So like if you're working on their landing mechanics, if you're working on their speed agility mechanics, if you're working on their jumping mechanics, it's mechanical-based. It's actually around the execution of the skill. And hopefully that transfers to them being out on the sporting field, doing the skill better. Secondly, that the velocity, that the velocity block is actually performance-based and we're trying to throw something as far as we can, move something as fast as we can, jump as high as, or as far as we can, sprint as fast as we can, change direction as quickly as we can. Typically, the rest of the session will then comprise of slower velocity-based movements, or higher time under tension based movements. It's not conducive to the physical attribute that you're training at the start, the power velocity based stuff. It's conducive to the resilience robustness stuff that we're trying to achieve with the program. Because we're time poor, two to three sessions per week, we wanna make sure that we tick the boxes correctly to give our athlete the best opportunity to be on the field because that's where the, the money is for them, being amazing at their sport. But having the physical attributes that underpin that sport is what we do. So how could we get better? Well, it, I think it's when we have to just think a bit deeper around our training plans and actually look at 
true power-based training for intermediate to advanced-based athletes. When I say that, these people have a really good training age. They've probably got four to five years experience of training in the gym. Now, I would like to take and make a proper speed and power-based day for these athletes where it truly is all about speed and power only and I start fast, finish fast. We know from research that like things like contrast training where I'm doing strength and speed together can be super beneficial. What you don't look into is that they only did those stimuluses on the day across that training phase to get and improve results. They're not doing lots of other uh, slower tempo or time under tension based exercises in those sessions. So they're not getting the, um, the interference of training the same muscles differently in the session that we have. The other big part of that is that we see in season a lot of power priming based sessions where we will have a day, the day before a game or the, the morning of a, a game, we'll have athletes doing power based sessions. The problem is the amount of volume um, and sometimes most likely the intensities for all the exercises that we're picking is not enough for an actual training adaptation. So in the off-season or pre-season when we have time, we really need to actually expose our athletes to the stimulus that we want for them to adapt to. That's a big, a big part of what we have to always analyze and, and it's constantly evolving. Just to wrap it up though, because we are short of time, if I only could do two sessions per week with my athletes forever, I'm probably going to give them more exposures. But how I might flip it is I actually might do on my upper body day some speed work for the lower body at the end of the session and then flip that on my lower body day, do some speed work for the upper body at the end of my session so I could expose them to the quality I want them to think about when they've finished the session and hopefully get a better training adaptation to get that 40-inch vertical uh, for my athlete because that would be something that a lot of us are striving to aim for, but we're not necessarily maximizing our training plan around. So it's always about context. It always comes back to what we're doing, and we have to just think a little bit more outside the scope of what we're doing at the moment. Hopefully that's give you some insights. Hopefully that's got you thinking. And I will see you on the next episode because, ladies and gentlemen, it's 10 minutes and it's time to finish up today. Take care, everyone. See you soon. Let's get it.